guys welcome and welcome back to the podcast i've been meaning to watch that i am your host monica and i am joined by my wonderful co-host as again glenn say hi 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 everyone so glad to be back here yes glenn was off on his vacation in jamaica so uh we had a couple of like guest pods to like fill in the space but you know we missed him of course glenn how was your vacation how did you Um, enjoy it well, I'm going to say this as politely as possible, but oh my goodness, um, the white people. The white people never stop, they never cease. No. So I kind of like expected it because like tourist destination, um, I was going with like a rich white family, so I kind of expected it. But um, it still surprises me. Like I see examples of caucasity every single day and it never ceases mm. to surprise me. But other than that, it was amazing. Love the beach weather. The Caribbean is always super warm. So the like connecting to the ocean, it was amazing. Um, I think I might have gotten like three foundation shades darker. It was an overall vibe. Fine. That's, sorry. That's so much fun. We love to see it. Uh, ha- I'm glad you had fun on your vacation. That's amazing. Uh, I was here working, but you know what? That's okay. I saw some of the videos that you posted on TikTok, and I was like, "That was like fun." We were all over like a good time. When they said (laughs) they're taking me on vacation, I made them eat their words. They were taking me on vacation. I wasn't coming along. They were taking me. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Absolutely. Yes, you deserve it. Of course. Absolutely, guys back for another episode uh this time our episode is best of 2021 where we are going to talk about our favorite movies and tv shows that came out in the year 2021 but before we get to that we're going to get into can't wait to watch which is our which is our beginning segment where we talk about tv shows and movies that we cannot wait to see come out now glenn do you have anything you're excited to see this year that's coming out because there are a lot of new releases um yeah yeah so one this technically just came out but I'm so excited, not necessarily for it, but for what it brings, I guess would be the best way to say it. Um, the new Peacemaker series just came out like yes, a week ago. Peacemaker. Um, Peacemaker. And like, he was an interesting character. He, the show seems to be very comedic. I haven't started it yet. Um, but I'm excited because it seems to be doing well and people really seem to be mm-hmm. liking it. And if people are liking it, this kind of like pushes DC and like that kind of side to start making like better shows because they're like, oh, so like people really liked Shazam, people really mm-hmm. liked the newer Sewer Squad that we did. People were really liking this series. So this is what they want. Yeah. We can start making more stuff like this. Because like DC has some really interesting characters. They're mm-hmm. just always done badly. So yes. I feel like DC is finally starting to learn how to make movies and series that people want to watch. And so hopefully we can actually get like good movies and series about DC superheroes, which would be nice because Marvel has been dominating. I love Marvel, but I need a break. I want something else. Mm -hmm. I want some a different directing style. I want a different movie style. I want a different Mm -hmm. series. So yeah. Um and like I said, it looks like it's gonna be good. So we love it. We love to see it. Um I also have been like itching to watch some of uh dc's you know shows on hbo max like doom patrol i really want to watch that because brendan fazier is everyone's dad and he's on that show so i've been meaning to give it a look and see what it's giving you know also the teen titan show is on hbo max as well oh yeah and 
I um mm -hmm. I binged so for some reason when I was in Jamaica it was available on Netflix in Jamaica and like it popped up for me mm -hmm. season three must have just come out so I watched the entire thing from like the first episode through oh. the latest season during oh the God. vacation it was wow. it was worth it it got really dark sometimes which I was kind of like happy about I was like oh my gosh like I like this I like yeah. having like not so clear cut easy superheroes a little bit like a little bit pity party every once in a while because like it is a superhero show, but I really enjoyed it. I cruised through that series. That's great. I am definitely going to, like, it's on my watch list, but I just have to sit down and watch it, you know? It's the same way, like, I have to finish Umbrella Academy. The Boys is about to come out. I have to watch that. I especially have to watch it now because my boy Justin Ackles, who finally left Supernatural in the dust. Well, not in the dust because he's doing the prequel, even though that should not happen. Anyways, another conversation. Um, He's going to be in The Boys and, like, I really want to watch it because I'm interested in his character that, you know, from the comics, his character seems interesting, but like his story is a little, hmm? mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like, I want to see what they're giving. I want to see what they're doing. Because I like that everyone has seen what Marvel has done with superheroes, making them like the good guys, basically. Yeah. And like, we can't criticize Marvel superheroes for some reason, because Marvel fans will just like jump on your neck and be like, oh, well, you don't understand. Iron Man is this. Captain America is that. Bam, 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 bam. Like, babe. It's American imperialism propaganda. We all understand that. We all know that. It's fine. But DC, it's fine. All right. Like, I like Captain Marvel. I know it's military propaganda. I know that. But DC is just seeing like superheroes are people and they're bad. And I'm like, I'm going to say this. I was always someone who was like Marvel and DC. Like, I was both, even though for a while DC was just disappointing me, like to my core, to my roots. But then, like, Birds of Prey came out, mm -hmm. Shazam came out, and then it just kept giving us hits after hits after hits, hits. And I don't know who it is at DC that finally like woke up their brain. Yeah. And was like, our movies should make sense. Our movies should be good. Our and movies should, should be like followable. They should connect. Like we could just have famous people with horrible CGI flying around on string, no. And terrible wigs, no. We need some, oh, we need flavor. Don't even bring up the wigs. We need don't story. Don't bring up the wigs. We need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Holly Berry should have fought whoever put that wig on her. Anyways, I'm very excited to see superheroes be bad people. Superheroes should allowed to be bad people in the year 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely, 110%. Normalize yeah. superheroes so being watch... worse than the supervillains. Oh, and I ah, said it. Yeah. Because Marvel, they love to do that thing where there's a supervillain and like you can root for them, like their ideology is good and their reasoning is good, but the way they go about it just doesn't fit. You know, like the redhead from uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. it was like, I understand what you're saying, girl. I know where you're coming from. I see you. However, maybe let's not bomb people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Killmonger, I get what you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I love the dreads, all that. The way you're going about it, though, it, it, it refrains me. And then they bring in, like, the respectable one who is, like, the person who wins at the end of the day. Like, thank you, Marvel, for being very clear-cut on where you stand in politics. But, thank you. you know, sometimes superheroes just got to, like, do bad things, be bad people. You know, I support superhero wrongs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would like Let to make it be very clear. Because let's be realistic. If I, not like me specifically, but, like, if I was a superhero... Or if, whether, if you were superhero, if any of us were superheroes, babes would not be good. Mm. Babes were not going to be the heroic <laughs> save of the day, like in the newspaper, rescue kitten from a tree. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's unrealistic. I'm 
I'm going to be shoving Jeff Bezos's house into the ocean. Exactly. I I just am. And like that's Elon Musk, I'm I I mean yeah. Elon Musk, you know what? You got all your money from the mines in South Africa. How about you go live in the mine for a little bit? Reflect. All right. Thank you very much. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, no, no, wait. You can't do that because you know if you do, he will actually turn into Tony Stark. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You're right. You're right. You can't have I'll that. think of something else. I'll think of something else. No, I'll think of something else. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm excited to watch this year. Uh, I am excited for Peacemaker, though, because John Cena, let me tell you something. There's something about the wrestler to actor pipeline mm-hmm. that never fails. Uh, I don't know how. What it is. Like the sportsman to like actor pipeline or sportsman to like nice guy pipeline. Like there's Michael Sheehan, there's Terry Crews, there's, um, ooh, I was about to say OJ, never mind. There's Dave <laughs> oh Batista, there's John Cena. Like these men, <laughs> like, Maybe Dave Batista, I'm going to say Dave Batista is a pretty good actor. He usually sticks to like the action movie stuff, like action comedy stuff, which is his lane and he does well in it. And John Cena, like he's actually like a pretty, he seems like a pretty nice guy, you know, even though his Twitter is like full of Instagram quotes that he just like beefed up with a few psychology words here and there. They really do be in their bag sometimes. Like they really just hop on set, do a cute little movie and then go home. And I'm excited to see John Cena in something that looks good that looks like it'll like have a good solid fan base behind it. And he looks like a comics guy. He looks like the kind of guy who would go into a comic store and just buy out the whole store and sign everybody's like mugs or like kiss a baby mm-hmm. or like take a picture with like a college student and be like, yeah, there you go, man. Like he seems like a really nice guy. So I'm excited to see that. And a lot of people who are like, you know, you watch a TV show and there are those actors in the background that you like more than like the people who are the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. Like in Orange is the New Black, I did not care about Alex and Piper. I did not care about them. But Deanna, Deanna and her bestie, I like them. And she's in Doom Patrol. So if DC is giving like background actors their chance, their due, their moment to shine, I'm here for it. Like, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. I'll allow it, DC. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. And one thing I am very excited to watch that's coming out soon is a new, I believe it's a Korean i think it's i'm pretty sure it's korean drama uh it's a show called all of us are dead mm-hmm. and i saw the ad for it i saw the it, ad for it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it i was watching the trailer i love it so much like when trailers are just punchy snappy quick they don't spend too much time like with da da exposition they like get to it and make you draw you in that's what i want to see no more trailers that are boring and too long or like the Spider-Man teaser, that was a really good teaser. Like, I like that. A, shoot little, a short little like snippet of a conversation. It's like, ooh, what am I seeing? What am I looking at? Like, mm-hmm. that's what I like. If you show me a trailer that shows me the whole movie in the trailer, I'm not watching a movie. In fact, I'm fighting your editor because sir, you need to hop back on Fiverr and get a new job. I don't know what you're doing out here. This is not how you do this, okay? But all of us, the show's called All of Us Are Dead. It's going to be on Netflix, I think, pretty soon. And it's, it, the setting is in a high school, mm-hmm. I believe a Korean high school. And basically one of the kids gets bitten by a rat that was getting tested on. And the kid that gets bitten by a rat, she turns into a zombie. It's a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. One of the kids literally says, it's Train to Busan. And I was like, I know that movie. I know that one. Yes. And 
like I was like I was so excited so obviously like it's about disease it's about a virus like they lock down the school the kids are trying to survive and get out uh there's another show on Netflix that's similar to that it's called Sweet Home and I am so I ah, I'm so excited I'm so excited I love K-drama so much and I've been getting really into Korean TV shows lately like this is a show I've been watching called Hospital Playlist. It's very wholesome. It's very cute. It's about these five doctors. Uh, one of the doctors, he was secretly rich his whole life, but then his dad died. So he inherited the hospital that his dad had. It's one of the best hospitals in Korea. Mm. But all of his siblings are like either nuns or priests. And he wants to leave the hospital to be like a priest. And there's a girl there who's like the only girl in the friend group. So of course, everyone kind of has a crush on her. Like there are two different guys in the group that had a crush on her at the same time at one point. And then there's a guy at the hospital who literally has a crush on her. And he's like a nice guy, but he's like low-key pursuing her. And it's so like soft and like kind and like, I love it. I love K-drama so much. Also, Terrace House is another K, uh, it's a reality show. It's about, I'm talking so much. It's about the three guys, three girls, and they live in a house and they're all like looking for jobs. They're trying to pursue music, acting, modeling, and they're also trying to date each other because that's the purpose of the show. They're dating each other or they date other people. It's like whatever, but it's a really good show. And I love it so much. Also, the interesting thing about Terrace House, you watch the show and then it'll cut to other people watching the show mm-hmm. and they comment on the sh- commenting yeah. on the show, mm-hmm. which helps me because I really don't know what's going on in the show half the time. Because like, it's not like, I don't know how to speak Korean. So oftentimes I'm like, okay, it's the girl in the red shirt, the guy in the blue shirt, the dude with the bangs, the dude that's bald, but then they say their names and they point out who the people are and they connect the dots. And I'm like, okay, this helps me. Mm-hmm. This helps me. Cause I really don't know what's been going on sometimes. Oh, if you like shows, so many like dramas and stuff, um, have you watched Singles Inferno? Yeah. It just finished uh, coming out. It's a K dating show. Me and my friend watched it in Jamaica. Singles Inferno, I'm writing that down. I saw it in my um, recommended. Like Netflix is like, girl, this is for you. And I said, I know it is. I it's know so it is. cute. You know, it's so Inferno. cute. Like compared to like American reality shows, this is nothing. Like this is like, they're so helpful. It's so, t- mm-hmm. like there's a couple emotional scenes, but like you can tell that's like real emotional scenes, not like fake drama. But there's no fake drama in here. Not one bit. Not one bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like me personally, I, I like reality TV a bit. I try not, I haven't, I didn't watch it for a long time in my life because I thought it was like trash TV or fake. And like, sometimes I can get into it. And sometimes I can't because people be doing too much in our extra. And there's a whole like reality TV show, reality TV star to like influencer pipeline mm-hmm. that annoys me. Oh, that's Too like, Hot to Handle season three asking... comes out tomorrow. So oh <laughs> they just made the cast announcement. I've been handle. watching their followers grow I, up. I can't watch Too Hot to Handle. That's just not for me. Like a show where people, what is that the show where people can't have sex mm-hmm. or can't like kiss? Yeah, yeah. They just can't That's like it, right? have any physical contact or whatever. Yeah. It's supposed to be like training them to like look at relationships for more than just like a sexual um purpose. It does a bad job of it, but it's trying to train them to look at relationships yeah. as like an actual connection and not just someone you want to sleep with, which is like a good idea. With, like, it's just not well executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for a lot of these like reality shows, there are a lot of reality shows centered around love and romance where they're trying to get people away from like the sexual attraction mm-hmm. from each other and try to like look into the emotional attraction, like love is blind and too hard to handle. And my biggest problem with that is that all of you are like attractive, 
like you're conventionally attractive and you're like physically attractive like exactly. no one here is really like none of you have any disabilities none of you are bigger than a size six like none size of, like, six calm down nothing will be bigger than a size guy, two I, let's be realistic honestly yeah and like sure you will connect through like conversation or whatever but like you're still you would still go home with any of these girls or any of these guys See, here's the thing and also it's very i'm talking from an other's perspective from a certified ugly person's mm. perspective i'd be working my hardest to make an emotional connection with any of those hot people like you're putting like the hot people in front of me they're like the goal of this show is to make emotional connection honey i'm gonna make emotional connection with every single one every single one you're all coming home with me get in my car get in my minivan we're going home i would just be the comic relief as always and then one person makes a fat joke i'm leaving i'm leaving or i'm fighting somebody just that's jump them. it you're on like, that's what's just gonna happen dunk them in the ocean pop, pop, pop. <laughs> yeah pop, pop, pop. yeah just like that honestly oh that reminds me of a reality show i saw once um i don't remember the name of it but it was about these married couples and these single people and they had the married people put their marriage to the test by having like the guys stay with the single girls and the married girls stay with the single guys and see who would cheat on each other first and then also another thing about reality shows is like you're being filmed you're being recorded if you lie we're gonna catch you in the lie Duh. so don't even try to be slick with me you know what i mean because i'll be taking notes i have the board up i'm connecting the dots there is red light you cannot hide i'm sorry it's all enough. like I so badly would love to work on a reality show, but I know if I did, I would quit like in a week because I watched the show Unreal on Lifetime and it was written by somebody who used to work on The Bachelor and like it's on Hulu. You have to watch it. It's insane. It's crazy. The way okay. these producers like be in these girls ears talking to them because on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you can't have your phone. You can't have no internet. There's no food on set. There's only like alcohol on there. They keep the girls separate and they have them talk about each other and you have to work out and they keep them in like tight schedules. Bruh, could it be me? Could it be on the show? Could it be working on the show? All right. And Wait, if I what's was the name on of the show? show? What's the name of the show? Unreal. It's Unreal. called Unreal. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I watched the whole thing. I think it's it's basically created by a woman. I'm positive that she was on The Bachelor because there are people, there's a guy who was the host of The Bachelor who responded to her and said that all the things she talked about was fake and not real and like she was lying. But if you go back and read interviews or watch interviews by women who have been on The Bachelor, they lined up with the things that happened in the show. And the show is a little dramatic because it's a show and it is on Lifetime, but it is very good. Like sometimes Lifetime has good shows. Like you, you started on Lifetime and- Oh no, so, so you, you say that you is a good show? Wait, can I get that on camera? Can I get that no, on film? <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm, let's move on. <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving on, okay? Everybody should watch Unreal on uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. All seasons are on Hulu, I believe. But if you, like, hate reality shows, you should watch Unreal because it's very, very good. And even though, like, some of it is, like, overdramatized, some of it, there's some truth to some of the things they're talking about. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's get into the meat of the podcast where we're going to be talking about our favorite movies that came out in 2021. Uh, you know, there are a lot of good movies this year. 2020 was like not really the year of film because the pandemic that's still going on, unfortunately. And um, gosh, 2021 was like the year where like people were trying to get back to normal. So a lot more movies are coming out and like the movies that were coming out, they were hitters. Like they're coming mm -hmm. up they're coming out strong and there are so many movies that were like so good 
that I did not see this year that I wanted to see, like Zola, that movie that was based off of like a Twitter thread. I wanted to see that movie so bad. I haven't seen it yet. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. I can watch it. But then there was The Green Knight that I also wanted to see that came out. And a lot of movies got pushed back to this year as well because of the pandemic. But I feel like there's been a lot of people who did go see movies in like theaters, but then there are a couple of people who just like stick, stuck to streaming. And of course there have been like a lot of discussion with like movie theaters, like AMC and like streaming services like Disney and their whole thing with Scarlett Johansson about like mm-hmm. whether or not movies should be in theaters or whether or not movies should be on streaming services. And a lot of movies that are coming out this year are like, when you watch the trailer, I think the trailer says only in theaters, only in theaters. You better get to us if I go to AMC give me my money like that's it but a lot of the movies i watched were on streaming services like most of the movies i'm looking at they're from uh netflix but to be fair i did watch a lot of movies this year most of the movies i watched that came out this year uh i think 12 <laughs> i think there are 12 so. <laughs> yeah let's okay you go first then name one of the movies oh, okay i no. i'm bouncing <laughs> around i'm bouncing around Okay, so first one is The White Tiger that came out in January. It's a film based off of a book. Um, I think the reason why I wanted to watch the movie was because Ava DuVernay's uh, production company, Array, was like basically like putting it out and they put it out through Netflix. It's a movie about a guy. It's a rags to riches story. That's basically it. It's like something millionaire for um, the modern day. And it's a bit more realistic. And it's a really good movie. I did have some thoughts on it, but it's a pretty good movie. Then there's Nomadland, Oscar winner, of course, Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, we got to have, you know, that one Black Panther movie a year. Uh, to All the Boys I Loved Before. I rewatched all the movies before watching that last one. And I have to say, Hollywood, y'all need to stop playing with my girl. All right. If Noah Centineo can be at five movies in one month, then you know my girl deserves to be in a movie as well. Y'all stop playing with her. She acted her butt off in that movie. All right. I care a lot. That was the best. Chaos oh my gosh, I, I care a lot is on my list too. You that you that we have to talk about. We're going to talk about it. I oh my gosh, that movie. Well, okay. Um, there's two movies I watched in a day. I don't know why I did this. Nobody. It's a movie with Bob Odenkirk. If you don't know him, he's from Better Call Saul. Um, it was an action comedy movie, and like a couple of YouTubers that I watched were like promoting the movie in their like youtube videos but it's a very like interesting way they promoted it like one youtuber i watched ted nivison he actually like got trained as if he were going to do what as if he was going to do one of the scenes in the movie and he like did it in like a short film kind of way with like his own little antics that he does on his youtube channel and i was watching it i was like this is interesting i'm gonna watch this movie i'm gonna give it a chance and then godzilla versus kong i also watched which wasn't bad but like it's a you know, it's a monster movie. It's like, it's a big hitter. You know what I mean? They get all mm-hmm. the girls in there and they give us a lot of CGI and a lot of story that doesn't really make sense. A lot of story, a lot of science mumbo jumbo that's not real. But, you know, it's fun. Cruella, the one remake that I actually liked this year. Oh, and Cruella I'm not was gonna amazing. Lie, I didn't, it was so, I rewatched it with my sister just the other day because we watched Encanto. And then like after I was like, I want to watch something else. She was like, let's watch Cruella. I was like, okay. I was rewatching it. And I was sitting here like just watching it. I was like, like, I'm like not I was gonna lie. watching it. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. And the thing is, I remember everything that happened in the movie. And like, I don't usually rewatch movies because I'm like, if I've seen it once, I don't need to see it again. I know what happened. But rewatching Cruella, I really did like think back into my mind's eye about how I didn't really think Emma Stone was like the person to play Cruella. I thought I should have gone to Eva Green, who's like very much more like Tim Burton, look at kind of girl. You know what I mean? She was in the Miss Petrillier's home for like unusual children. 
she's giving like she looks like a Cruella kind of girl but Emma Stone I don't know she surprises me you know she was very much like the girl next door kind of actress for a long time because like Easy A and a lot of other movies she did La La Land of course but she really has it in her you know like we give her flack for being in Aloha but you know she there's just stuff that's stuff she got it she got it she got something she got it you know what I mean um this was Candyman next was Dune Eternals Encanto amazing No Way Home I just watched that last week to be honest and then Minari I forgot to add Minari but Minari that movie made me cry so I've never cried I cried watching the movie you don't understand I was in like at like the 20 minutes in, I started crying I was like what's going on what's wrong with me like this movie is so beautiful I love Steven so much. I love, oh gosh, I love the movie so much. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget. Oh, frick. It's crazy. Minari and Nomadland. To be honest, Minari and Nomadland, those are the movies I usually watch. Like, I like very much indie, emotional kind of movies that, like, pull out the heartstrings, like, give, like, a social commentary, you know what I mean? Because Nomadland, I had no idea that there were old people getting in RVs, driving around, like, to the Grand Canyon, taking their retirement money and just going off somewhere. Because most of the old people I see are yelling at people at Kroger, but these old people are just going off minding their own business. And it really was beautiful because the movie, like a lot of people said, no man, that was boring. It's not boring, okay? It's the scenery, the story, the way it pulls you in, the way you're with her. Like Frances McDormand laying naked in like the cold springs in Colorado, just feeling her oats, just feeling her oats. That, I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you deserve it. Go on, lay down. Cause she, the movie is based off a, a memoir where a woman, um, during when the Great Recession hit, it was a small town, and the town was like a coal mine town, I think, or something like that. Basically, the recession hit that town so hard the town ceased to exist. Zip code was done, mm-hmm. like dust. And so she gets in the RV. She starts working like little jobs here and there. She starts jumping around here and there, and. I think the movie could have done a better job at like looking at like the gig economy and how that works and how like exploits older people. But for the most part, the story is just like very beautiful, very lovely, very much like something you don't see a lot in movies. It's not a story that's told a lot. And Frances McDormand is just an amazing, she's like, she's such a great actress because she she's one of those actresses that doesn't look like an actress. You know, like Jessica Chastain, love her, love you down, girl. But Jessica Chastain very much looks like Hollywood actress, Hollywood it girl. Frances McDormand looks like the lady who would bake you a pie on your graduation day and just bring it to you. She looks like a normal lady, an everyday woman. And she fits into every, the every woman so well, so beautifully. And not only does she act, but she acts. Like her body takes on the character. Like she really like, it's like a skin suit. You know what I mean? Like when someone in the movie died, it was like her friend, because like, they're old people, elders, someone's going to pass away. They're like, we'll see you down the road somewhere. I got fucking chills. I fucking cried. And then when Francis started crying, I was like, babe, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I can't do this. I can't. I can't be like, it's amazing. Like she just, oh gosh. And like, she's so good. She's so good. But she's so humble. But she's so humble. It's like, Francis, stop playing with me. Stop playing with the girls. You gotta let them know who you are. You are the it girl. Like her and Glenn Close, they need to stop. I love them so much. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Frasic to Dorman, please never ever like put on an Indian headdress or anything stupid like that. Please. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to take it. I wouldn't be able to take it. I wouldn't be able to take it. I'll be heartbroken. I'll be devastated. Oh yeah. 
those are the movies I watched that came out this year, basically, that I liked. I don't know why Pakea is walking on this list, but I like mess, you know what I mean? Okay, um, I'm gonna go through. Um, so some, some okay, let me let me rephrase. This list is kind of short. Um, because there was a lot of movies <laughs> that I wanted to watch that I hear are really mm-hmm. good that just have not. Like Encanto. Mm-hmm. I hear that's absolutely amazing. I hear that soundtrack, uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, literally everywhere. Honestly, I just haven't You haven't watched, watched it, Kato? I just haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? I haven't watched I know. I know. Have, how have you been able to scroll down on TikTok without, like, watching Encanto? Because the way oh, every no, 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 don't person... worry. No, don't worry, babe. I've watched the whole movie via TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't actually watched the movie yet, so I need mm. to fix that immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Um, <clears throat> but let me talk about the movies I have watched. So obviously there's no way home. Um, amazing, phenomenal, show-stopping, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. We, we get it. It is literally like, actually I want to praise it for like one second really quick and then we'll move on. Um, after Infinity War and Endgame, people were really thinking like, there's no way that Marvel could top this. There's no way that Marvel could like redo something like this because these movies took like 10 years plus to get to this level. And there's no way that Marvel could mm-hmm. read you something that amazing and that like heartfelt and that tugged on so many people's heartstrings and that was so like emotional, but also like fan service and like all those connections. There's no way Marvel could do again. And then Marvel did it again. That was this movie. This movie, we really much so redefined how superhero movies can be done and can be made. Um, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for what sets up in the future because Multiverse of Madness comes out May 6th. Um, and obviously it's kind of like a part two to this, like the further ramifications of what happened. So there's that. That's all I'm going to talk about for No Way Home because people are probably tired of hearing about it. Um, I, I care. Also, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say like, I, I know that eventually we're going to make an episode where we talk about <clears throat> No Way Home and Spider-Man in general. Mm-hmm. And I do have a lot of thoughts on like Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And I just want to say never in my life have I ever watched a superhero movie and I wanted to literally jump through the screen and hug somebody. Absolutely. I, I was sitting back in my seat and I was crying. Like Same. I, I went, I took my mom, like we both watched it for the first time together. Cause my mom, mm. I got her into the MCU. Um, and like those scenes, like we were crying, like no spoilers. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this as vaguely as possible, but on the rooftop scene, after certain things have happened, and then there's multiple people all talking to each other and they're all sharing their similar experiences. Um, me and my mom were both in tears, like ugly crying, like sobs. Um, it was bad. It was bad. And so was the I, entire movie theater. I'm very happy that like Doctor Strange is kind of like slowly becoming the Tony Stark of the MCU. But I hope that like, I really like do want to see like, I don't know if we need I don't know because like of course after every marvel movie there are like a hundred of videos being like what does this mean for the mcu moving forward what does this mean for phase five coming forward blah, 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 blah. you know and like i do think about that by the same time can we just sit here and be like can we just sit here can i at least like, dry my tears before we get into the theories let me blow my nose quick please okay give me a second please. i'm a mess before before y'all start connecting the freaking dots to whatever the frick is going on like we already know there's like a super villain like i have an idea like i we like we know like kang is gonna be like introducing the mcu like blah 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 like chaos magic blah 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 all this stuff mm-hmm. ah let me sit here and be sad i guarantee you those people boy. who have those videos who posted those videos right away they didn't even cry during the movie i'm gonna say it 
didn't even cry during the movie. Hey, people who are like too analytical about stuff. Like, let's just feel. Let's just sit here and feel for a minute. Let's just sit in our emotions. Let's just like, let's just sit the simmer. You know what I mean? But I can't wait till we watch about Spider-Man. Talk about Spider-Man because that'll be fun. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. next. I care a lot. Um, You look, Worth okay, it. wait, no. We have to talk about I care a lot. <laughs> we have to talk about I care a lot because- Because <laughs> the way that that movie <laughs> that both movie? terrified well. me and educate me, because like, like, I don't really think about like, like that sort of stuff. Cause my parents, I guess they're slowly getting up to that age, but they're both still very like, mm. like vivacious. Like they don't look their age. They don't yeah. act their age. They act like they're still in like their early forties, like late thirties. So I don't really like think about that a lot, but like they are getting older. And so like seeing mm. how I'll say easily someone can manipulate the system like that, that was horrifying. That was terrifying. They came for our parents. They came for our parents. And I was legitimately like kind of scared, like not like, scared but i was like this is scary because yeah. this is real this is scary because this is not a lie mm-hmm. this is scary because this is currently happening as i'm watching this movie yeah i was watching it and i was just taken aback by the efficiency of this woman and how she put all this like together i was also kind of annoyed because like why are you making her vape like it's irritating and like it's not even like the normal looking kind of vape that people have in, like the box one it's like the little thin one that like looks like an electric cigarette but that's besides the point. It's insane to me, like how obviously like people exploit our elderly and like we don't take care of like older people in the same way that people do in other uh, cultures. Mm-hmm. But the way like the medical system in this country is so messed up and so screwed up because of course like this would happen to somebody and this would be like something that like people would profit off of and like exploit people because like the medical industry is like big on exploitation, especially if people who can't really like speak up for themselves and mm-hmm. take, like defend themselves. And it would really like break my heart if like I found out that like like my grandfather like was taken into like you couldn't even fight that in court you know because the doctor approved it and the courts approved it mm-hmm. and this person that's was the there. it's perfectly legal everything yeah. was a hundred percent by the books a hundred percent by the books it's like the perfect scam it's the perfect con and the way that she had people in that office just working for her not even suspecting a thing about it and of course the one person that she took into a freaking retirement home was the daughter of a freaking <laughs> like mafia lord like a gangster and it had to be peter dinklage like y'all they had to drag him they had to they had to bring him back they had to give him phones has been over for a hot minute he needed to be somewhere i oh my gosh this movie i like there are parts of the movie that I appreciate, like, you know, the queerness. We love to see it. Like, mm-hmm. yes, girl boss, gatekeep, gay, gay gaslight, girl boss. Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. The movie. But, oh, God, there were some things I was watching. Like, I was watching this movie and I was like, sure, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is plausible. Like, she got bound and gagged and then thrown into a car, driven off a cliff. Sure. She could survive. Like, ah, what? <laughs> Ma'am, how many times has this happened to you? How many times she's does this happen to you? She's a girl boss. She runs to an Etsy store. She sells candles. She walks out. She goes to do it at 5 a.m. Doesn't get back until noon. She meal preps. She only buys organic. She drinks her matcha. She has her protein shake. She's a gym bro. She day trades. That movie, I actually like, genuinely liked the movie when I was watching it. And then I read the reviews and I was like, oh, people don't like this movie? 
I was like, I was really surprised. They hate to see a girl boss with it. That's all it is. They hate <laughs> to see a girl boss with it. They hate to see it. And like people saying that like she was annoying or like unlikable. I was like, yes. Yeah. That's a point. She's the villain. She's a villain. Like y'all don't You're watch not... Succession? Hello? Nobody liked we're, anybody in that we're show. We're not supposed to be clapping and rooting for her in this movie. No. We're, we're watching the villain win. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. And like hello they all can't like pick it up pick we're up supposed to be disturbed down. you're supposed to not yes. like her you're supposed to be afraid yeah and then the ending man that girl was finna walk away with a billion dollars and then she just she just gets shot yeah she just gets shot out of nowhere so here's the thing can have, women can't have nothing women can't I, have nothing oh, i gosh. i wish i wish i wish i wish that she had like you know to walk away and that would have been like the end of the movie but at the same time like i understand i guess I think mm-hmm. I understand the point that they were trying to make that no matter how like rich or powerful or whatever you are, you're not invincible. Yeah. Like it was a dumb way to do it, but it was also like a realistic, like, cause like if I was in the scenario of that guy, babe, I would have bought a shot to you. Bop, bop, bop. She won't even see me coming. I wouldn't even make her look around. Boom, gone. I'll go to prison. She destroyed my entire family. I will gladly go to prison for murdering her. So I understand the motivation. It just, it felt so abrupt. Also, like, for someone to have been doing this this much and have run these many scams and put this many people in an retirement home, there could have been just the one person with the gun. There had to have been, like, a lawsuit or, like, a civil case or, like, people, like, going after her legally trying to stop her from doing this. But you just had the random guy who looks like he just, like, escaped from a Trump rally shooting her in the face, you know? And where was security? Exactly. security? Why is there only her, like, bae? Her little pillow princess protecting her. Where is her bodyguard? How you get all this money and you don't get some muscle around you? Hello? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where, where is your Julius? Where is your bodyguard? What is going on? Exactly. Here? Where are the six foot five um, mixed race bodyguards, suit and tie, dressed up, looking sexy, glasses, mm-hmm. Rolex, fresh haircuts? Where are they? I thought I was standing with the package. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. But that is like the one movie... I actually would rewatch for like one time. I'm gonna try to force my roommates to watch it. I don't think I even watched it. <laughs> I do want to get somebody I know to watch it to see if they would like it because I feel like if I try to get a friend of mine to watch it, they would hate it, and then I could like like just I would just defend it. I would just defend it to the core. I would defend this movie to my dying breath. Like I know people think it's bad, but I like it. You know, like same with Chaos Walking. Like Chaos Walking was a mess. Absolutely. And like they reshot it, they pushed it back, they shelved it, they and did we all can this. Tell they reshot it. But I I still love that movie. All right. It has all my girls. It has all my girls in there. It has Tom, Daisy, Nick Jonas. I want to say something. Nick Jonas, you need a fire acting agent. I don't know who is that's putting you in all these terrible roles here, but you need to fire them. It's amazing to me how this man, amazing singer, sexy, wonderful, kind, you know, going on a tour with your brothers, did the road. Literally saving your brothers' career so they can pay their rent next month. Like how thoughtful. How what was Kevin doing? What was Kevin doing besides being a Trump supporter? Nothing. What was Joe doing? He had another band, but they were playing for kids' parties, okay? Kevin stepped in, and he was the melody. He was the glue that brought you all together. It's not a duo. It's a trio, okay? And Kevin was right there in the middle, holding it all together. But I, like, let me be your acting agent, Nick. Let me, why can't you just book a romance rom-com? Okay, Dave, we don't want to do the sci-fi. Imagine, imagine, wait, wait, imagine this. We don't imagine have to do murder mystery. Nick Jonas in a Netflix teen romance movie, floored, dead. 
That would be the highest grossing movie on Netflix history in a week. It would be over. Nick Jonas being the next Noah Centineo. See, but you know it would work. You know that would absolutely work. It would work. He has the style, he has the vibe, it fits the production. Netflix, you have the budget. You have the budget for it. Do it. And you know you'll make every sit back plus like an extra tens of hundreds of millions. It's obvious. I, like Harry Styles now being in the MCU, I need Nick Nick Jonas to be in the DC. I need Nick Jonas in a DC movie. I need Nick Jonas to play uh, 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 Nightwing. I need him to do something. Sir, you're too beautiful. You're a good actor. I know you're a good actor. I know you are. It's just that you haven't had the right platform to show it. And I could be the person to do it for you. Please, this is my application to be Nick Jonas's new acting agent. Please, I'm here in Atlanta, all right? I'm not busy. I'm not busy. I might seem busy, but I'm not busy. So, you know, hit me, y'all. Let me know. I'll DM you my professional email address. Have your agent call, well, I guess me, um, and I'll fire her (laughs) on the phone for you. Literally just DM me on Instagram and, you know, send me money for the flight. I will be there in less than, I'll be there. I'll be there on Friday. I'll be there on Friday. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll be there on Friday. I'll be there tomorrow. You're going to have a new role on Netflix on Monday. I'll be there by midnight. I'll be there by midnight. I'll have you trending on TikTok by tomorrow. Easy. Easy. Just trust me. Just trust me on that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, now that we've saved Nick Jonas's career. Um, <laughs> next, because I have to, Shang-Chi. Absolutely amazing. I can't, we couldn't make this list without it. Mm-hmm. The representation, the language, the fight style, the practical effects. Oh, the storyline. That's not even talk about the storyline. The music. Everything we need, everything we wanted. I I really don't know how they pulled it out because I was, when it first got announced, when I, like I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this might be the Marvel movie I skip. This might be the Marvel movie that I don't watch right away. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong to think that. And I can look mm-hmm. back and realize how stupid um, and how prejudiced and how um, horrible I was. I would even have such a thought in my mind. I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire cast. I actually haven't watched Shang-Chi yet. See, and that's, I've been why, meeting- that's why I said just like really basic stuff like that. Cause I knew that you hadn't watched it as of like a month ago. I didn't think yeah. that I changed over the holidays. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch it, but like when, when, listen, when the internet exposes you in the way that he was exposed on that day, that night, that fateful day with all those Reddit posts, I was just like, wow, this is giving, um, Fresh Fit podcast, and I don't know how I feel about this. Ah, it's between me, Ian Miles. I don't know how I feel about this. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, hmm. And I can believe like he's not that person anymore. He doesn't think those things. He doesn't feel that way. But it's still like that weird taste in my mouth. Like that's why you haven't watched Black Widow yet. Because going in an interview, it's like oh, you no, should baby, play whatever race you have. No, no, it's actually it's fun. You actually don't have to watch it. It actually doesn't exist. It, it's gone. Disappear. I like. I love David Herbert. I love friend. I love Florence. The MCU knows I love Florence. They know that's why they put her in Hawkeye. They know I love Haley Seinfeld. Did you know that Haley Seinfeld? Listen, I spent too much time on TikTok. There are too many people on TikTok that talk about celebrities in the way that like I am so interested in it. Because I used to be a person like I don't read gossip magazines. I don't watch TMZ. I don't care about none of that. See, I don't read any of that, but I do follow. I am on Twitter and I do watch uh, TikTok, so I don't need it. 
so there are so there are so many people that like worked at like a restaurant or like a bookstore or whatever and they're like i served this celebrity i talked to this celebrity and do i watch those tiktoks yes, yes. every single time and i go through the comments to see if other people have commented about that person too because anna kendrick used to love her every single person who's ever met anna kendrick and worked in the service industry hated her says she's horrible i was sitting here like wow Miss Trolls 2 is giving stinky. Miss Trolls 2 is giving <laughs> attitude. Okay. But every person who's ever met Haley Seinfeld says she's so nice. She's, she's so kind. There is a TikToker who does blind items. And blind items are basically like rumors about celebrities that are told through, from people that like have interacted with them. And the blind items by Haley Seinfeld are all so nice, so kind. Um, it's a blind item that during the pandemic, she went door to door to people. She delivered groceries, she delivered food. She gave people her phone number so they could talk to her. I'm sitting here like, why am I not in Haley Seifel's neighborhood? Yeah. Where I was like, I hey, where's, where's my, so I can meet where's her. my invite? What's it going to take for me and Haley Seifel to be besties? What's it going to take? Because I feel like it could happen. Give me you an IMI's list. We'll get done. We'll get done. Also, Sydney Sweeney, who was, who's on Euphoria, she has a TikTok where she redoes and remasters old motorcycles and old cars. Like, I found that out yesterday. I spent all day looking at the TikTok. I was like, wow. So, <laughs> it's real. Multi, like, um, so multifaceted, women in STEM. <laughs> women, women in like, women in mechanics. We love to see it. We absolutely love to see it. And I loved seeing it because I saw it and I watched it and I rewatched it and I followed and I liked it and I shared it. Like, I copied the link. I did. I bookmarked it. I did. Don't judge me. (laughs) But the MCU, like, they need to stop putting people that I like in TV shows and movies with people I do not like. Like, I, oh my gosh, like, the way that, like, there's a YouTuber I love. Her name is Jessica. I forget her last name. But she talks about, like, disability and deafness and media and television and how it affects her because she is disabled and she's hard of hearing. And she talks about, like, how Hawkeye really got, like, being deaf and being hearing impaired right. And, like, the representation in it is so much better than in other movies. And then me watching that movie, I'm like, me watching her video, I'm like, mm, now I want to watch the show. But I do not like Jeremy Renner. I don't like this man. He makes movies. He makes music for Ford commercials. He makes music for people who like look at their dog and they're like, you know, like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. suspicious. Also, he's been like charged with like sexual assault and like domestic violence, all that stuff. Like he's not a good person. And I don't, I don't want to see Haley Seinfeld like be buddy buddy with him. But I want to watch. Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh be best friends, you know? The MCU is... Uh, next thing you know, they're going to put, like... Next thing you know, they're going to put Terry Crews and Loki. And I'm going to leave. <laughs> if y'all make Terry Crews one of Kang's variants, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm a DC girl. How will be? Um, That's why I did finish I'm Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I... Wait a second. This has nothing to do with, um, with like, best movies or anything. But I saw a TikTok about this. And I kind of want it now. Like I didn't realize, it was one of those things I didn't realize how much I needed it in my life until I saw someone else say it. Um, so you know like the production company A24? Yeah. I want, okay, it doesn't have to be A24, but it sounds like an A24 film. Mm-hmm. I want movies or TV series about living in a world like the MCU that have, that's about normal people. That has nothing to do with the MCU and how it's their actions are affecting like normal people and one example the example that the TikTok gave is like an a24 production show about how when everyone was blipped this person mm-hmm. wasn't 
And then when everyone comes back, they will like, cause it was five years. So he's now, he or she is now 22 years old. All of his friends blipped um, and they're still 17. They're still in high school. And now he pretends that he was blipped too so that he can go back and try to do better in the last five years of his life and essentially relive the last five years of his life and try to do better, which is a very A24 idea. It's incorporating stuff that's happened in the MCU without having anything to do with superheroes. And let's be realistic, with COVID and us losing two years of our life, very realistic, a very, very emotionally, we can connect to that right away. Because I guarantee you, everyone who graduated during times of COVID, like I've been seeing like jokes, like I was 17 when COVID started, now I'm 29. Like just stupid jokes like that. Like it was something, it's an interesting idea. Um, You could fill that with immense representation. There is no, there is no clause for a single person that show to be white. Not a single one of them. Not a single one of them has to be straight either. We can do away with that too. I just think that with what the MCU has done, there needs to be movies or series or something made that like kind of play with what living in that universe would be like if you're just mm-hmm. a normal person. Because I've watched that movie. It'll be cheesy, but it'll be heartbreaking. I would like to see that movie. Um, I think there was a show kind of based on that it was like it started vanessa hudgens and danny pudi i believe oh yeah the princess switch three romance in the start yeah no (laughs) it was something else excuse me let me look it up because like i know that was a show at some point and i'm pretty sure they canceled it which makes no sense because like it was actually it looked like an interesting show but i love your idea like i think that would be so interesting and i think that would be so cool and i do kind of want to know like a little bit more about like how people felt when oh the show's called powerless and it was on nbc and people did not like it um 12 episodes one season um oh ron funches was in the show oh my gosh oh i love him the show is about emily Locke. she lands her dream job as a director of research and development at wayne security in charm city home to superheroes supervillains and everyday citizens fed up with collateral damage of their constant super fighting interesting that probably could have been a good show especially that it ended after like one season but um yeah i would like to i would i think it would be interesting to do that especially through the lens of the pandemic and there have been a lot more movies centered around the pandemic and like getting over it and a lot of tv shows have kind of like either ignored the pandemic acknowledged it or act like it did exist mm-hmm. like there are plenty like if you watch like chicago bed Grey's Anatomy, 911, any of these procedural shows, the pandemic is still going on. It's still something that affects people. People were masked on the show. People were getting vaccinated on the show. But if you watch literally any other show that's come out in this year, they act like the pandemic came and left, came and left. No masks needed, no masks warranted. It's quite frankly annoying. It's also annoying when like the shows that came out this year also try to acknowledge like the 2020 like protest around Black Lives Matter and everything else regarding social change. And they're just like, you know, there are a lot of bad cops out there, but See, there are a lot of good ones. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it doesn't make sense in your show mm. for there to be any talk about a pandemic or any talk about the like the the movements that happened in 2020, then don't include them. This is a fictional universe. This isn't our universe. This is a made-up show. You can continue as if none of those things ever happened because it didn't in that universe. Like I would rather have them do that than 
incorporate something really stupid like, like they're doing. Because like when I go back and like, let's say I rewatch a show in like five years, I'll all be reminded that COVID happened. I don't need to be reminded that, that in should, the show. I lived I, it. I will never forget it. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of it while I'm watching like a cheap entertainment show. But I think that we should talk about it in like, I think we should because the way that COVID is impacting us every day and it will impact like society moving forward. It's not something that like should be ignored. Like I understand television is for entertainment purposes. And we talk about this a lot, like television, <clears throat> I know it's like for entertainment and for fun and for jokes. And like, as we are living in this pandemic and it is, it is affecting us in negative ways, we do want to like, feel some kind of escapism but when people make movies surrounding like being locked down or stuck in your house or like blah 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 all that stuff they never really do it right because they're just doing it in like a glossy kind of way but if you take a show that takes people's everyday lives like possibly insecure or any show like that where it's just like everyday people just dating going out working and then you see how they have to like disaffect their mail wear a mask everywhere they have to put band-aids behind their ears because they're wearing masks all the time how they can't hug people anymore how they have to do zoom calls how you have to get new internet because the zoom like it takes up so much of your internet connection like how you have to go grocery shopping how you have to do this and do that like if we could find a way to implement the pandemic until it took the show and still have the show going on but have it going on in the background as you're living through it i feel like that would be better not so much as like i don't need a psa you know, mm. I don't need like the emotional blah, blah, blah. I don't need a blackish e episode. I don't need an afternoon special. I want you to represent it through the way like it is and how people are living through it. See, and sometimes you can't ask that through like some showrunners because they don't really be living life. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It, that's but, the problem. Like I would yeah. be okay if it was included some way like that. Absolutely. That would be, uh, I mean, it would be like a good way to like introduce it without having it be the focus. However, you're asking people to write movies or shows or whatever about things like that, or like people doing things like that, who have never done anything like that. Mm. Like, you're asking people who have never had to experience like the darker sides of this pandemic to write or like to quite literally in like your case, subtly weave in the darker parts when they've ne like you can't weave in a subtlety if you've never lived the subtlety and you cannot comment to me that any of these writers have ever lived these subtleties. It's kind of like the movie Don't Look Up because like I understand the point of the film mm -hmm. but climate change is not simply something that's like an asteroid coming towards earth and like people are ignoring it. It is a slow declining thing that's been going on for years and years and years and now we are seeing the effects of it. Like there are towns in Canada that will be underwater in a couple of years because of so many things happening with climate change, like there are tornadoes, there are natural disasters, there are earthquakes, there are tsunamis. There are so many things going on that are affecting <laughs> us day to day to day because of climate change. Mm -hmm. And of course, like Adam McKay, as great of a writer as he is, I do not need you to make this movie with every single A-list actor who's ever walked the face of the earth and Kid Cudi talking about like- an and Anaya, and sorry. And, huh? Sorry, Anaya. Um, oh, and Anaya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> him and his yellow little beanie. Yeah, Hi, yellow beanie. I only watched that movie for him. I'm gonna be a straight up. Like I, if he wasn't in it, I wouldn't have watched the movie. Who else would you watch it for? Meryl Street? I can watch anything for Meryl Street. I can watch I can close my eyes, throw a dart at a board, I'll be watching a movie with Meryl Street in it. Exactly. Like who else is in that movie? Ariana Grande? Who is she? Who's that? I've never met her. She must be a little indie singer or something. I've never seen that girl with the ponytail, nothing. I like think that. she but... has like 
300,000 listeners on Spotify. She's, she's like new. Cute. She's new. She's cute. You, you know, can do something what? someday. I believe in it. She kind of she kind of sounds like Mariah Carey, but not really. You know what I mean? But she's cute. You know what I mean? Hmm, she's got it. You know, she'll she'll get there one day. But I don't need a movie that takes the message and just like amplifies it to a thousand. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot See, of I find it very interesting because like when I watched Don't Look Up, like obviously I saw like the um the like climate change sort of like implications, but I saw it much more of a COVID movie. No, because I saw it as a Hey, like this asteroid, like you can look, you can look up and you can see that this asteroid is going to hit us. Like we did the math, it's coming to us, we're going to die. But people are like, well, if I just like, if I don't, like it's not coming. Much in the same way that people do this, because I still know, like I directly know people who still believe that COVID isn't real. They don't believe, it's not just the vaccines, or it's not like the government is spying us or anything like that. They just simply believe that COVID is made up. Like, they still do not believe that it's even a real virus. Living in America, like, we act as if, like, people are, like, catching up. People are, like, staying on top of it. They aren't. The numbers show that they aren't. People are ignoring this pandemic, ignoring this virus, pretending that it doesn't exist, answering all of us, answering all of us. Um, so I felt like it was much more commentary on that. Like, you could literally open up your phone and see people dying in the hundreds of thousands. But you're just like, well, if I don't look, that doesn't count. If I don't look, then no, because no one I know has died. So if I don't look at anything, then there's no pandemic happening. Um, I saw as much more of that than like global climate change. However, I do see like the, the climate change stuff too. I think I, maybe I see that just because I know so many people who are avid COVID, I don't even know what to call them, like COVID disbelievers. Deniers? COVID, yeah, COVID deniers. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe just because I know too many people like that. I saw it more from that lens, but I think it's definitely talking about both. I hate it here. I hate it here too. <laughs> I actually want to leave. In fact, could the asteroid just hit us? That would be actually preferable at this point. Let's talk about anything else. Okay. <laughs> um, next, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon. Um, oh, I haven't Disney watched movie. that yet. I do um, want to watch it though. It looks interesting. I won't oh, talk yeah. about too much, but like beautiful, the animation, the colors, the music, the storyline, absolutely gorgeous. Um, the storyline is a little, it's a little basic Disney, but it's not right. bad Disney by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And um, oh, never mind. You don't. It doesn't matter. Uh, but um, what? Well, like what I was about to say, the I need to figure out her name. But the the actress that played the comedic relief in Shang Chi is the voice of the dragon in Aquafina? this movie. Aquafina. Yeah. How is Aquafina getting all these freaking roles? And she did amazing. It was beautiful. She was oh the perfect God. person for this role. It was flawless. I like. I've been a fan of Aquafina for so long. I've been a fan of her since like 2014. Like I've known about her for so long, and to see her like rise and get so many acting roles is amazing. But at the same time, like people keep bringing up the black scent, and she just does not like want to like. She does not want to talk about it at all. She wants it to be dead, buried. I know she wants to hire somebody to delete every single tweet that ever talks about her black scent. I know she does. And like, I want to root for her. I want to, because I love her. And she's a great actress and she's so funny. But I cannot forget the fact that she made a song called My Badge. And that's the reason why she blew up on the internet. And that was the one thing that like kind of annoyed me by her. But I was like, I see potential. I see potential. And I'm going to stick to it. I'm, I'm going to keep saying, my eye on you. you know? Watch, watch Shang-Chi. Watch Rhea. Oh my god. A Disney movie. We we, and we, a can, we movie. can sometimes excuse past actions if the person <sighs> is one, no longer making them. Mm. Um and is two actually talented. We're gonna have guidelines. They they um 
Because like before, it was just if they are a white male, then we'll forgive them. No. Mm. If they aren't making the mistakes anymore, and if they're actually talented, then we can then, we, then the board can review. Then we can discuss if we want to support you or not. Um, and my vote is to support Aquafina. She is doing amazing work. Um, she's hilarious, as you said. She's extremely talented. And I was happy to see her in both of these films. She did absolutely amazing. I do want to say for a long time, it's always been the white men that have been excused in Hollywood. And those white men have no talent. But Aquafina is extremely talented. And I do love her. And I also want to say, for anybody who's going to try to get me twisted, just because you live near Black people does not mean you need to have a Black scent. Because mm-hmm. Glenn and I are both Black. Listen to how we speak. We're not even close to the same. A lot of you white people walk around with Black scents. You live in different places of the country, but you have the same Black scent. How does that happen? How do you have a combination? How? how do you have an accent that doesn't exist? If you actually spent time with I'm any, done. if you, like, for example, like I live, I lived in the Midwest. So mm-hmm. the accent that I hear in Minneapolis versus the accent that I hear in Chicago versus the accent that I hear in like some, some smaller cities in like Green Bay versus the accent I hear in like Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And those are arguably all one state that I just mm-hmm. mentioned. <laughs> Drastically different, like clockably different. Like if I had one person from each of those like cities speak, I'd be able to instantly identify, boom, boom, boom. It's that obvious, it's that blatant. How do you all have the same black side? But, um, you know, Aquafina, I'm gonna let it slide, you know, for the one time, because, you know, listen, Army Hammer literally came from a family that is worse than the Secession family. And like one day, like it's so funny to me how Army Hammer really got his boost in Hollywood after acting in Hollywood for years, because this man's like 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He got his boost in Hollywood for being in a movie that was basically, some people argue, pedophilia. And then there's an article from BuzzFeed talking about Army, Hollywood has been happy. Hollywood has been trying to make Army Hammer happen for 30 years. And then he got upset at the article. And then we find out all the stuff about his family. Army Hammer is really going to have his due, his moment. He is going to finally enter his famous era when someone makes a documentary about how terrible his family is. That's Absolutely. when he's going mm-hmm. to get his mm-hmm. moment. When people talk about how horrible his family is. Because the documentary is coming. I read that article. I know what's coming. And y'all still want to excuse Army Hammer. Y'all still trying to push that stupid Death on the Nile movie with him in it even though oh, I saw I hate it I've been seeing ads for it so much most of the ads I've seen unskippable cut- ads I might say too unskippable I saw the trailer when I went to go see No Way Home and the whole so trailer I never saw his face and that was a good I- decision hmm. that that um editor needs hmm. to get promotion yeah just for that okay and I kind of do want to see the movie because it looks interesting but I don't want to see him you know what I mean? It looks like a good movie. But I will a watch. Book. I'll watch people review the movie and then I'll decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a few of my faves talk about the movie. And if they say that's worth watching, then I will. But I, I, I really can't afford to be taking risks like that right now. Yeah. 22 is starting off pretty good. I really don't want to ruin it with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Aquafina, girl, just watch yourself. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'll... I'm definitely going to try to watch Ray of the Last Dragon. It does look interesting. I do want to give it a shot. And it's on Disney Plus now. Like, you yeah. can easily just watch it whenever. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Uh, we'll just go, I'm just going to mention this really quick because we already talked about it a little bit um, <laughs> before. Uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was such a good movie. I'm so glad that they, like, oh, the comedy, the music choices, 
Um, and now that Peacemaker has known the series, like it was clearly very successful and Peacemaker seems to be doing well. So that means more from the DC. In just, it worked. Um, also, Margot Robbie is Margot Robbie. I mean, right, of course. I like how it was Suicide Squad and not Margot Robbie's movie. Because as mm. much as I love her, we need the Suicide Squad to be able to exist without her. Like, yeah. Harley Quinn is like up here and the rest of the Suicide Squad is down here. Yeah. Like, Harley Quinn, as Birds of Prey proved, can run her own movie completely mm. successfully. So if we can have more that focus on the Suicide Squad and maybe rotating cast, like every different movie or series could have a completely new cast. Well, that's kind of like the joke of it. Like they keep dying. Right. Like you could get a lot. You could do a lot. You could do so many superheroes. You could do so many different storylines because you don't have to commit to like having these people here for long term. You can do their storyline and then they can die. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe live a little bit longer. You know, like you, you have flexibility. You have room here. That'll that. also help with like introducing new uh, superheroes mm -hmm. in, from the DC universe mm -hmm. and then having their own TV shows or having exactly. their own movies. It works so well. DC yeah. is right there. It's so close. It's doing it right. Just keep mm -hmm. doing it right for a little bit longer. You'll be golden. Because you'll, you'll never be Marvel. Yeah. But you but can be could, the other girl. You can be the other girl. You can be better. Okay. Because Marvel really did jump on their like respectability bag. And you could be like, screw respectability, girl. We curse yeah. over here and people die. Like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, and I'm excited for Black Canary, which is oh. going to come out soon. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah. Yes. Ha I'm so excited. But yeah, mm -hmm. like I said, we already talked about Suicide Squad a little bit and, like, what we're looking forward to from DC. So I just wanted to throw it in there because I'd feel bad if I did it. Next, this movie, so underrated. I, I hear a lot of people saying that they don't like it or they don't get it or it was like, I don't even know what they say because they're wrong. I, it's really hard to listen to people who are wrong. Um... <laughs> the Mitchells versus the Machines. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that movie. Oh my gosh. So it's a Netflix movie. Um, and it's a cartoon, very Pixar, very Disney-esque, very... I, I guess that's the best way to describe it. So it's really like the very basic plot. Essentially what happens is it's this slightly dysfunctional family. Um, and so mom, dad, older daughter, younger brother, and dog. Um, and the older daughter is about to go off to college. And um, she's been fighting with her family a lot because uh, she just got accepted to film school. I was like, she's like working to get something to film school. She gets something, I think, like the first 10 minutes. Um, and she gets in like kind of like a big fight with her dad because like she's, she, because she loves film, she makes YouTube videos and stuff like that. And they're like really, like she's an animator. Like she is like mm -hmm. skilled. Obviously this is all animation, but um, she's skilled. She knows what she's doing. She's amazing. She gets in, obviously. And she gets into kind of like a fight with her dad like a couple of days before she was supposed to leave. And then what they end up doing is they cancel the flight she was supposed to take to her um, college. Instead, they're like, we're gonna have a family bonding road trip. Cause like it's in California. So instead mm -hmm. of her flying to California, they last minute decide that they're going to have a family road trip to California. Um, and so like it starts as like a road trip movie, but then mm -hmm. I forget exactly how it happens, but um, like these these robots start like they invade and they start like taking over and so basically like the entire like us becomes like a wasteland and so it's up mm. to this family to like figure out how to defeat the the robots how to like outdo them how to, so it becomes like a very like action like family suspense thriller spy type movie but this it's all like quirky animated it is like is I have never seen an animation style like this before. 
Like when people say like they're quirky editors on YouTube, this is what they wish they were. Mm. It's so well done, so polished, but it's busy. Like there's not a single scene in this movie that like you don't have to like pause and like collect the entire scene because they're always doing like 15 things at once. And it's amazing. It is such a mood explosion type movie. And it's cute. It has the cheap, uh, like the very like um, classic, like family getting to know each other better and starting to be able to work with each other. And like dad and daughter starting to like really connect even though they've had some issues in the past. Um, it's super sweet. And yeah, um, it's like, it was like released on Netflix. Uh, I don't know why I didn't get as much attention as it did, but it is absolutely amazing. I think it's only like an hour and a half too. Like it's, it's like, it's a nice kids movie that really isn't a kids movie. So yeah, if you have free time, watch it. Amazing. Interesting. Okay. Like, even if you just like, wait a second, I wonder, da, da, da. I'm going to pull up, uh, just like a picture from it. Cause I think it will just let you know, just like a singular picture, let you know, like how busy and like crazy everything. He, da, da, da. oh, ew, that's so weird. Sorry, my computer's using Yahoo right now instead of like Google, so it's coming up weird. But like, here, I'll share my screen for this. Just look at this picture. Like, like it's oh, that kind of busy. Like it's I, all over like this. I did hear about that movie. I think I heard about it and I think I've seen like a few people on my timeline discuss it a little bit. So I'm definitely gonna go check it out. But yeah, yeah I'm, um, I'm definitely- it is all over the place and it's beautiful. I, I was in love with it from as soon as I started seeing it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of people haven't watched it because I don't know, it flew under the radar kind of so, but that's understandable. Um, next, Cruella. We talked a little bit about Cruella, but mm-hmm. absolutely. I also rewatched it a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month mm-hmm. ago. I forgot how good it was. I forgot how much I loved it. And Emma Thompson, she's such a great actress. I, she's so good. I love her. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so because like, I'm scared. I always get scared when they announce a remake. I, uh, did you see Aladdin? No, no. as you shouldn't have. Um, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> I always get scared when they announce remakes. It's like, yeah. don't ruin it for me. Don't, mm-hmm. don't ruin it for me. I have mm-hmm. deep emotional childlike connections to this movie. Don't you dare mess it up. And Cruella did it. And Cruella <laughs> really did it. Yeah, it was so good. Also, Emma Thompson, Gillian Anderson, they're those two like British white women. I love them so much. Ah. I love them. I love it. It's such a good movie. Absolutely. Um, we only, we've heard a whole episode about it, but Dune. Dune mm-hmm. needs to be discussed. Um, actually, like we've already discussed it, but like Dune needs to be on the list. And Dune, Dune is Part perfect. Two is yeah. coming out hopefully this year, maybe twenty twenty three, depending on like how long everything takes and with like how the pandemic's affecting stuff. But we know yeah. that when it does come out, it'll be absolutely amazing. Yeah. No discussion. COVID didn't stop Dune. The original Dune, like. Dune 1 from being amazing, it's not going to stop Dune 2. Mm-hmm. There's no fear. Um, so yeah, those are two that like we already discussed a little bit, so I really need to talk very much about. Um, I also have talked about Spencer here before. I know that you haven't watched Spencer, and that's okay, but this is my... Me I will watch everyone. it, though. I will watch it. I, I'm going to put it on my list. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, because Spencer is like that one movie people... How do we have an entire Christine Stewart episode? <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm also very happy that people have seen the movie and have stopped giving Kirsten Stewart slack. Over exactly. Being it was silent. Uh-huh. No words. They're exactly. like, I was wrong. I'm you were wrong. 
You were wrong. Okay, not that you did that. We have Presto Shopper you need to watch. We have The Happiest Season you need to watch. Mm-hmm. We have... Uh, Runaways. Uh, you can watch Panic Room, too, if you want to go far back, far back. Speak. If you want to go back to the original, the first one. All right. Like, you have some movies to catch up on. Now that we're done here, yeah. hey, you have some movies to catch up on. You're a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. You're about mm-hmm. 20 years behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is just old. That's the last one that I wanted to talk about. I didn't watch old. Uh, I so I, used I am to going like, to watch it though. I used to love M Night Shyamalan, um, and I've watched too much M Night Shyamalan. We need to watch. We need to talk about M Night Shyamalan, and we need to talk about how certain directors have like two or three good films, and they keep making horrible movies, but they keep putting the director of this film that's actually good or critically acclaimed. And you watch their new movies, and their new movies are trash. Like we need to have an episode where old directors actually get worse with time because martin scorsese i'm looking right at you sir all right i don't know what that movie was robert de niro that was like three hours long but you didn't need to go that hard i tried you to watch it to come out with i tried to watch it i was really sitting here like this is on, this should not be on netflix this should be on amc this should be on like five dash two movies channel like this should be on the same channel as he is in the heat of the night is like why is this here why am i why why is this here also mank Oh my gosh, oh. literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. Okay. I hate Mink. <laughs> I hate it. No, no, no. There was no reason Gary for you to Gary Oldman keeps starring in There was no reason for you to remind me that movie exists. That was a fever dream. That was a nightmare. That was not real. I'm tired of films that are about Hollywood and Hollywood directors <coughs> and automatically get slated for Oscar like nominations simply because they're about Hollywood. I don't want to watch another white man write a movie about old white men that built Hollywood, the industry that like rewards mediocre white men and their mediocre BS. And then they complain about other mediocre white men getting more awards when there are people of color and women people and queer people trying to get into the industry, but try not letting them in because they're too busy rewarding yourselves. All right. And I Shyamalan, he's not exempt from it either. He knows what he did with Avatar. He knows what he did. We need to talk about M. Night Shyamalan and drag him for that filth. Like I said, I like I said, I used to love him and I watched too much of him. I watched some of the movies that were not the top movies. How do you spell his last name? Sure. I shoot. Don't ask me. I wasn't good at spelling. (laughs) You're so me. You really just want to at me on the podcast. Like how do you spell it? (laughs) How do you spell this random okay? S H Y A M. A-L-A-N. Shyamalan. I'm not Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. We got now, you. Some of these movies, I'm looking because I typed his name because I would not know how to spell it. I'm looking back, I'm like, some of these movies hit. Some of these movies didn't know what they were doing. I, I'm going to be honest. I only like like three of his movies. Uh, it's, um, frick, what was the first one? The first one with the Bruce Willis sense. when he pretended to be um, oh. a superhero. Oh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies. You can find I'm- me. You Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, and Stuart Little. Those I are the love, three and my Shyamalan movies I like. I love Unbreakable. I love Sixth Sense. I enjoyed Signs. It was as amazing. I had to watch The Village for a um, AP Human Geography class. I was oh. like, okay. But like, I didn't love The Village. I love Lady in the Water because no one has a single idea what has happened in the entire movie. I love that. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I love that I can watch that movie 19 times and I still can't tell you a single action that happens in the entire movie. It takes a lot of skill to do that. Um, Oh, The Visit. The Visit. Um, Just unsettling. Just unsettling. 
Um, I don't like the ending, but just like the movie, like the movie, like the movie. Split was okay. Um, I haven't I did not watched like Glass. Uh, Glass is not good. Do not okay, watch well, Glass. Then I won't watch it's her. giving very much um, done up. Like it's giving very much aesthetically nice, nice looking. It's giving very much Netflix good production quality, and the story is trash, garbage, right. garbage, fire. Well, okay. Good. Um, like no, let me tell you something. Let me complain about Glass for a second. Okay, go on. Somebody explain to me why this is a huge spoiler. I don't care. Somebody explain to me why I was watching this movie. Y'all have Samuel L. Jackson in a movie with James McAvoy. Um, my girl, how do I forget her name? My girl, I don't remember. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> what is her name? What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? It had Bruce Willis in it. Frick. It had Homegirl from Thoroughbreds. Wow, how to forget her name too? Queen's Gambit. Oh my gosh, hold on. Wait a minute. Class. Nope, wrong one. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. I actually hit Glass Animals to the class movie. My bad. Hold on one second. This was 2009. I saw this movie in theaters, by the way. I went to go see it in theaters. It was me and two other people. Oh. And then someone who worked at the movie theater. It was empty. That's embarrassing. Okay, here we go. Anna Taylor Joy. She really is the it girl of the moment. She really is becoming the it girl. She's cute too. I like her. I'm very upset that she's in a movie with Chris Pratt. I don't know why they keep... I have a theory about Chris Pratt. I'll get back to that later. But I don't know why Chris Pratt exists. Actually, I feel like that is a, a valid question. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson is her name. It was in my head. There was a P in my head, but I couldn't see it. I don't know why my brain does that to me sometimes. Okay. My brain likes to embarrass me. It likes to like leave me looking stupid. It likes to expose <laughs> me. But... I was watching this movie. Glass is like a man where his bones are brittle and can break at any second, mm-hmm. but he's like the smartest man to ever walk the earth. Yeah. Someone tell me why Sarah Paulson kicks over his wheelchair and his half of his face is in a puddle and he drowns in a puddle. That's how he dies. Drowning in a puddle. If somebody moved his head like two feet to the left, he would have been fine. Sarah Paulson goes on some stupid mile long and he drowns in a puddle. Why did y'all do this to my man's? Putting you in a party city wig, having Anya Taylor Joy standing in the back looking traumatized as she always does. Y'all need to leave this girl alone. Also, A Night in Soho. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, I need to watch it. A Night oh, in Soho. I need to watch Soho. it. I've been seeing so many good um, reviews about mm-hmm. it. Um, a couple of people are mad at like a certain scene that like obviously I'm not going to talk about. Um, yeah. But like people seem to like it, so I need to watch it. I do have to say, I one thing that's going to make the movie a hundred percent better is if Matt Smith dies at the end. Uh. I What's cannot tell you. What would make the movie 100 percent better if Matt Smith died at the beginning? What would make the movie 100 percent better if Matt Smith wasn't even in the movie? Why is he there? No, that was a Why good point. There were high kicks he... in that. <laughs> Why is he playing the love interest? I need somebody to look at this man and tell me what do you find attractive about him? He Indeed, looks... quickly, quickly. He looks <laughs> like a horse. What are we doing? Like, I am a Doctor Who fan. I am. I suffered through three seasons of that man and his face and his acting. All right. Don't try to get me started on like the Rory's are so funny. Oh my gosh, I love Matt Smith's season. I don't care. I don't care that half the lore comes from his season. I do not care. I do not like this man or his acting. I am pissed that he got the awards for Doctor Who in that season. And also Steve Moffat, I don't like you. All right. We already have beef with you. You already know why I don't like you. You're right? on the top of the <laughs> You you and Joss Whedon. If Steve Moffat decides to hop in an interview talking about the female doctor or blah blah blah, whatever, because Russell T. Davis decided to come back to Doctor Who. I'm flying to London and I'm breaking necks. I'm fighting. <laughs> I'm kicking shins. I'm throwing these punches, okay? I'm tired. <laughs> White men should not speak. Shut up. <laughs> All right. 
But yeah. those are all the movies that I want to talk about. Um, we've only we talked about a lot of these like just throughout the last couple of months because a lot of them mm-hmm. did come out like in the last like four months. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do have to say, like old, I kind of did want to see that, but I was kind of turned off by the premise of it. Like you go on the island and you get I don't know. Y'all have fit to have a whole conversation. Y'all fit to write a whole freaking somebody's gonna write a thick piece, and I'm not gonna care. No. I'm not gonna care. I'm nope. here to watch people die. That's <laughs> a homeboy from Hereditary in this again, looking traumatized as always. My goodness, looking botched. Mm-hmm. No, sir, you need to take a break. There are certain actors that only do movies that are like unhinged and unsettling and weird. And if you're an actor who does that. <laughs> like I'm very much if I see you in the street I'm not asking for a picture I'm not asking for a hug I'm, I'm actually going to cross the street to stay away from you because I really do think something mentally mm, you know why you know what I mean like Tony Collette she's a great actress but she does other movies too she does other things but this boy he stays in some weird stuff he stays in something weird I don't know you don't have to prove that you're a good actor we get it at some point there's something up with you you know what I mean like why do you want to play someone who's traumatized so badly what didn't happen in your life that you want to happen in your life <laughs> like are you good i don't know what's all about him he's one of the wolf brothers right yeah Matt and alex wolf yeah yeah, yeah. his yeah. other brother was in that death note remake mm. <laughs> netflix was wrong for that one netflix will continue to pay for their sins did you know that <laughs> i'm jumping all over the place <laughs> dead He's a billion dollars in debt. Really? They're in debt. <laughs> ah, y'all keep canceling all these shows for all these little like um Gen Z. Man, Gen Z gets on Netflix's neck every single week for canceling their favorite show because that's what they always do. And y'all are in debt. Mm. I'm look this up. Netflix in debt, just to make sure. I'm pretty sure they are. So I'm gonna put this. Let me say something. I hate the supernatural fandom, even though I'm part of it. Because for some reason, I keep getting my news through the stupid little, like, Dusty Yell confession meme, where it's, like, cast at the top saying, I love you, and then Jensen at the bottom saying, like, the CW is going broke. They're about to be bought out by somebody else. I'm like, the Supernatural fandom has to find another way of conveying the news to me, because I can't do this. Because <clears throat> I don't know how they're going to survive. Netflix plans to raise $2 billion more from debt to fund content. Netflix is carrying $20 billion in debt. What the frick? Okay, but let's be realistic. Can, can we be honest for a second? If the government can bail out Amazon, Daddy Bezos, um, when Amazon goes in debt, honey, they're gonna bail out Netflix. Like Netflix is not going anywhere. Netflix is fine. It's truly. Just- I'm not sure if I mean that in a good way. About let me rephrase that. I mean that in a bad way. Screw capitalism. But Netflix is not going anywhere. It truly isn't. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the meme. I'm trying to find the meme. I was just talking about it. Oh my. Wait. Hold on. Okay. Here's one of them. I don't know what I'm showing you on my phone, but this is like basically the best way I could. <laughs> it looks so weird off my phone. Okay. So this is like, this is the confession meme. Like, I love you. And then mm-hmm. Jensen, in the show, he doesn't say anything because in the show, y'all probably don't know this if you didn't watch Supernatural. When Dusty, when not Dusty, Cassiel, he confesses his love for Dean, he didn't say nothing because they had Nisha film the confession another day and then they had jensen filmed his reaction to it but he didn't know he was reacting to the confession which is why all the actors keep acting like oh yeah dusty isn't a thing and then misha's like no it is it's real anyways i digress mm. this is the context for it so basically it's castillo saying i love you and then it's like jensen is saying that um 
So the ad is Shrek 2001 to the National Film Registry, essentially claiming it's to be a culturally relevant piece to U.S. history. And yes, and yes. Sorry, where was the lie? Where was the mis- where was the misinterpretation? Where was the confusion? And they keep doing it. They keep doing it with every single. Oh my gosh, they keep doing it with every single news outlet. They did it with um, CW losing money because apparently the CW has been profitable since 2005, which is so. Imagine running a business that hasn't been profitable in how 2005? 17 years. 17 years. 17. It takes a lot of work. Yes. Sorry, were you watching? No, no, but think about that in a scary way. Were you watching the CW in 2005? I was watching one-on-one, half and half, the game. You know, like my, my joke, my point is the entire time, because the CW has influenced us. Let's be realistic. Love it or hate it, the CW has fundamentally changed how we watch media. And the entire time they weren't profitable. How is something that culturally influential and making no money? No money. That's embarrassing. Like you have directly changed lives for the better and for worse. Um, And you're making no money from it. It's honestly quite, why are you like this? Like- Also speaking of what we're talking about the CW, why is Flash on its 27th season? Why is Flash about to become the longest running uh, show in America? If you took the time to look at any show on the CW, you would really sit back and wonder, okay, people got too much money. They have so much time in their hands. Why? Like there are shows on the CW seed that should be good shows on the CW, but they don't want to fund them because for some reason the CW doesn't like talent or doesn't like anything with like a good idea. Like maybe let it go. Like the only reason why they kept Riverdale alive is because people keep talking about Riverdale and making memes out of it and jokes out of it. Like the cast doesn't want to be there. The writers write like they're being held hostage. Like I'm confused. I'm confused. Why did Archie go to jail and he was broken out of jail and then he went to school the next day? Yeah. Why um... are you worried about turning in your lab notes, sir? You were in prison. Why is there a cult in a town? And why did the cult leader want to shoot off in a rocket? Explain this to me. I really can't. I really wish I could. I'm so tired. I wish I could. Imagine how tired we are. (laughs) Imagine how tired we are. And making a freaking prequel series for the supernatural? Why? We don't need it. Nobody asked for it. I know you're upset. I know you didn't like the way Dean's story ended, but can you just let it end? Can you let it be over? Can we give it a rest? Can we say goodbye? Oh my Please. gosh. Let it die. Let it die. And like, Judson, sir, you need to just do the boys. Be in your little movie with Alec Baldwin and just shut up. No, nothing else. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. How are you going to buy the rights to Supernatural Story, but you're not going to do Wayward Sisters? Uh, How are you not going to do it? I'm so tired. And then Jared wants to get on Twitter, being the little crybaby that he is, complaining and whining because his show Walker is trash. This man got a show after he's been on the CW for 10 years, and he's upset that his friend is producing a show, but he's not in it. He's not in it. Why am I not in it? It's like, bro, nobody cares. We're tired of you. No one's asking. None want to know. Oh my gosh, man. Just be happy with your little Walker cowboy story, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just be grateful. Be grateful that you're still acting in Hollywood, okay? Excuse me. I've been doing it for 15 years and yet you haven't gotten any better, but okay, that's like here nor there. My goodness. And Misha's just off Misha's just off doing his little cooking show, living his best life, you know, being a little political activist. We'd love to see it. Mm. And then Catherine and then everyone else is just like living their life, doing their thing. Catherine Newton, who is, you know, the quiet little it girl, the little indie it girl, you know what I mean? 
y'all could have a show starring Catherine Newton and the mom from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like Kim Rhodes, the way she would have carried y'all show through Twitter and Tumblr. Oh my gosh. I have to do everything myself. I have to do everything myself. I guess I got to buy the rights to the show. I guess I got to write the show. I guess I got to cast the people. I guess I got to find the, I guess I got to do it because no one else wants to do it. No one else wants to step up to the challenge. Since obviously y'all don't like making money, I got to do it for you. Clearly. Anyways, um, do you want to talk about, uh, <laughs> did we talk about Eternals? We did talk about Eternals, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about Eternals a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's on our Disney Day, on our Disney Day movie oh, yeah. uh, episode. I do have to say, I'm very excited for whatever is going to come next for the MCU, like uh, Multiverse of Madness. I'm interested in that. I do think this is the one thing I want to see because there are Kang variants. I think I said this on TikTok once. I want to see Kang have like female variants the same way Loki has like his own fit variant, which is Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that. And I want Asia Naomi King or like, give me one of the other girls, you know, like bring in DeWanda. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would be interesting. I'm kind of, I'm excited to see what's next for the MCU. I want to see what the girls pull out. And Ant-Man is going to come out soon. I think, I don't know if Ant-Man was pushed back or not. I think Ant-Man is coming out before uh, Black Panther. I'm so, pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, that'll be a very interesting watch. Ooh, when Black Panther started filming again last week with Letitia Wright. Yay. Yay. Hopefully she showed up with that Vax card. Oh, with that Vax card, all. with that N95 mask, with mm-hmm. that booster. You are too rich to be complaining about a vaccine. Shut with up. With Perel in your handbag. Girl, stop playing with us, all right? Please, all right? I know, like, I get it. Being an island gal, all right? Being friends with people who are, like, you know, from the continent of Africa, the motherland. I understand the herbs and the tea, like all that, the, you know, the real masked tea. I know all that is like good and healing, but for you to keep working in this industry, <coughs> just get the fucking shot, right? You can still have your tea. Stop playing. You can still have any of your herbs that you want, babe. We're not taking those away from you. I know Angela Bassett is tired. She's like, I'm sh-. she's like, I can live with my marble bag and then I got to deal with these little kids. She's like, I'm, I'm tired. Said, Wake me up when she gets the vaccine, because I'm not waiting. She said, mm, no. Oh, that ties into what I was going to say about Chris Pratt. Okay, this is a theory. This is not my theory. I got it from TikTok. I believe it to be real. I believe it to be real, okay? I'm so scared. Chris Pratt, for some reason, <laughs> it's not that bad, but like, Chris Pratt, for some reason, has been getting a lot of voice roles, a lot of voice acting gigs, and there's a lot to be said about like voice acting and like people, like, I personally think that more voice actors should be given a spot in Hollywood. We should rely less on celebrities doing like animation roles. Cause like listening to a celebrity voice is the same thing as listening to a voice actor because voice actors are trained to do voice acting work, blah, blah, blah. Besides the point, why is Chris Pratt getting all these voice acting roles? Well, when you do voice acting roles, you're in a booth by yourself. You're by yourself, you're isolated and now with the current guidelines for COVID-19 to keep everybody safe, there are certain requirements if you're acting with people on a set to be masked up, to be vaccinated, to be boosted and all these things to maintain, you know, social distance pro- protocols and to be, you know, tested every day, COVID tests and to have your temperature checked. Those are the requirements so that you can be on set and acting. So if you have somebody who is anti-vax but wants to work in Hollywood but doesn't want to come out as anti-vax and keep them working, you can keep them going and voice acting roles where you're in a booth by yourself with minimal people around you with you're perfectly isolated and you can keep going on and on and stay relevant 
And also you can do <clears throat> um, Zoom interviews. Cause I think they still do Zoom interviews sometimes, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody is, would be surprised by that theory, but like, you know, from seeing what happened with Letitia, you know, in the backlash that she got, and you know, oh my gosh, the way that Mark Ruffalo will hop on his phone and be like, as much as I disagree with Chris Pratt and the things that he thinks about COVID-19, I have to understand that we all have different opinions in regards to this disease. You and actually don't have to understand. Stuff, Zoe, what I don't understand is how you live in this big house. Like, even the people that Chris Pratt votes for, because we all know he votes for, he votes Republican, the people you vote for, sir, they're all vaccinated. They're all vaccinated. They're all boosted. They want to play and they want to lean towards the um, unhinged right that thinks that COVID is a conspiracy and a hoax and blah, 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 all this stuff. Even though they want those, their votes in their private life, they believe in the science. They wear a mask. They have hand sanitizer. They're all vaccinated. Like, the second they get off that stage after not wearing a mask with all those people around, they shove those masks on, they get in their car, and they are six feet away from their loved ones. Best believe. Absolutely. So, yeah. Chris Pratt is anti-vax, and he is working hard to make sure nobody knows. Because this man got in a little tizzy over a stupid little Twitter poll. But if they find out that he... Mm, we can end him with so close. Babes, can we all come together in this moment, in this day of the Lord? You know his peer And you know his PR agent is telling him to shut up. Get off of social media. Stop it. All right. You know, everybody was talking about how they don't shower. He was like, oh, well, I don't know, Chris. What did I say? What did I say? Give me your freaking phone. All right. Go talk to your wife. All right. Go play Apex or something. I don't want to hear, hear from you. All right. I want to no see social- you. I want to see any of your posts. Nope. I want to hear you breathe. You nope. got to be silent for the next year. Leaving that super little post about your wife. Now people think you're able. If Chris, still play with me. All right. Gosh. Trying to keep you in your marble bag. Keep trying to. Oh my gosh. Trying to pay my rent. This stupid little white man. Like, I know his PR agent. I know those people. They're I know his PR agent is stressed. I know his PR agent is like, why they're I do annoyed. This? His they're, PR agent is literally questioning her entire line of work because they're, of this. They're, te- they're in a group chat with um, Zoe Saldana and Mark Ruffalo and the other girls. And they're like, please just post a picture that you like him. And like, Robert is like, I literally have one picture with him. I don't know this guy. He's like, just Photoshop it. It's like, I don't know how to do that. It's like, okay, here you go. It's like, okay, cool. It's like, how you have, how, how? Imagine like literally took a picture with him, Tom and Chris and then Photoshop Tom out of the picture. Robert does not like that. <laughs> Robert has met that man one time, twice maybe. It literally was like- And they were both bad experiences. Yeah. He was, he was like, when they went to the Infinity Tour, press tour, he was on one side, Chris was on the other, and he was just like, I already got paid. I don't really need to be here, but okay. Exactly. What's, what's good? I'm actually How gone. Doing? I'm out. Bye. I'm actually like, I'm actually, actually dead. I'm canonically dead. So. I'm actually going to film, an, I'm going to start filming kids' movies now. Because yeah, I actually have um, a Dr. Doolittle um, test me to get to after this, so... I actually have to practice dolphin noises after I'm done with this. So, you know, if we can wrap it up, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I I also think that, like, it's very clear that, like, Chris Pratt's PR team is working very hard to keep him from, like, talking. Also, because, like, if Letitia Wright got so much backlash for being openly anti-vax, 
either Chris Pratt is going to get the same amount of backlash, but he will also get so many more people defending him. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about the bias within the Marvel cast, how y'all like to defend certain people, but y'all don't speak, speak up for other people. Like how Brie Larson kept getting people hating on her for some reason, and how the fans had to defend her. And then Don Cheadle was the only person that really spoke up for her. But when James Gunn, his website got exposed for pedophilic jokes, Suddenly, everybody and Patton Oswalt, who isn't in the MCU, was like, oh, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing... Name one good movie James Gunn has done besides the new Suicide Squad. Name one. Name one. I don't like Guardians, okay? like. See, I know. I was about to say, you have literally, quite literally, the entire world against you mm-hmm. on that one. I, like, I don't know what it was about him. He was just like, I don't know. I never really liked James Gunn. It was something about him, like the film bro. It's all about these film bros. You know what I mean? They're just like... Ah, something about you it's just it's giving stink you know what i mean it's giving mayonnaise it's giving mm. no you're right you're 100 percent right <laughs> all right well also i feel like uh i don't think i have anything else to add i do want to say that this year i'm going to be watching more movies yes i'm going to try watch a movie a day i'm going to try to keep my letterbox updated because i have not seen my letterbox in like months um, so I'm going to be one of them girls that are on their letterbox every single day. Y'all going to be annoyed with me, but I don't care. All right. I'm getting my wrap up at the end of the month and then of the year. I am. Okay. It's going to be thick, fat stack. Yes. Yes. The girls are going to be checking in for my thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. They're going to want to know what I like to do. All right. Move. Watch it. Watch yourself. Yes. Um, anything else you want to add, Glenn? Um, I don't think so. Here's to hoping that 2022 will also be filled with bangers. Um, because 2021, it was kind of iffy, but then like the last third of 2021 hit, it was boom, boom, Mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. So if we could just keep that energy, let's roll it over. Let's keep going. Yeah. We would love to see it. Yes. All right. We're moving into our last segment, our closing segment, which is the past, where we are going to pass on certain movies and TV shows and also pass on certain, uh, news in the film industry. And I just want to say really quick, uh, Dakota Johnson, I like you I liked you but now I don't know about you because I don't know why I didn't talk about this when it first happened I guess I was reminded of this when I was looking through my notes from the past movies I've watched but I didn't talk about this there's one pod I was going to mention this but I think I forgot it Dakota Johnson did an interview where she talked about how she worked with like Cass- Casey Affleck mm-hmm. and Army Hammer and like some other problematic white man that we do not like for a very valid reason and she was mm-hmm. like Oh, well, I don't know about those stories and those allegations. Or like, when I work with them, they were super nice, super great. Dakota, shut up, all right? I liked you for like a year, and now it's done, all right? You are the child of nepotism, all right? Like, the Fifty Shades of Movies were cute. You're a really good actress, but don't sit here and act. Like, just because men are nice to you doesn't mean they're not capable of being bad people and doing bad things, all right? These affluent, rich they, y'all want to ignore the sins and the past things that people have done. And I know you want to be like, oh, well, they've changed, they've grown. Babe, if I don't want to watch a movie with Casey Affleck, I'm not going to watch the movie with Casey Affleck. That's it. If I don't want to watch a movie with Army Hammer, I'm not going to watch the movie with Army Hammer. That's it. All right. You want to sit up here and defend these men? Fine. Do it. Whatever. But I don't watch the movie either. I don't want to watch your movie. That's it. Have fun. Like, if you want to defend predators, do it. Okay. I know you're in a movie with Casey Affleck called Our Friend, but he's not our friend. He's your friend. All right. You're not my friend either. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you. Glenn, is there anything you're gonna pass on? <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say that we're gonna pass on, that I'm gonna pass on it, but we know that we're not. But we know we're not. Euphoria season two. There we go. I said it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
we are passing our podcast, wonderful listeners. We're oh, passing yeah. on it because neither of us have seen Euphoria season one, and neither of us want to change that. However, we do realize that Euphoria is, it's the it girl. Oh, it's God. that show. It's that bitch. So I'm going to say it publicly right now. You could expect an episode where we talk about all of Euphoria once oh season two ends. Oh my freaking god! I have had to fight so hard for this, and it's so weird that I'm fighting so hard for someone who also doesn't want to watch the series. <laughs> I, but, but it's what the girls want. It's what they want. I'm not gonna lie. When they showed that video of that little white boy fighting the other white boy, who's apparently a terrible person, I was intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. I was intrigued. But I have a problem with shows that stick to the paper bag test like it is like the bloodline of the show okay and i don't want anybody trying to tell me anything about like shut up why this company why are there no people of color in that show where is the melanin i've only seen one person with melanin in the show and it is a guy you know what i mean right where are the girls you know what i'm saying i love you zendaya i love you i know i know you fought so hard for the darker girls to be represented. I see you, okay? But, <clears throat> oh no. I don't know how I'm going to feel watching Zendaya do crack. <laughs> does she do it at the um, show? Yeah, is that yeah, what she does? does? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does, right? I also have a problem with, like, this man who's, like, the, he, he's, the, like, the showrunner. He's the creator of the show. And he also did Malcolm Memory. Because I did not like Malcolm Memory. Mm-hmm. I did, I, how are you going to do a story about, black love but not have it centered around black love red flag red flag but anyway that's your boy uh i guess we uh i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna feel about this because like i can do secession i can do certain shows it's not that like i can't do like i'm listen i'm not that squeamish but it's just something about like watching people who are supposed to play kids do adult things and having kids watch that show too it's like the glamorized version of 13 Reasons Why, but it's not as bad as 13 Reasons Why because it's actually good writing in the show. I, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna have to give it a try. I'm just gonna have to give it a shot. I'm just gonna see what's up. I'm just gonna see what's giving. I'm just gonna have to, you know, let go and let God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the Lord is gonna have to be with me when I watch this. Very excited for that. Um, also, <laughs> I am passing, so I've passed on the entire series so far, but mm-hmm. I'm going to yet again feel amazing about myself. Passing yet again on Too Hot to Handle. Ah, it is one of the best feelings. I did not realize how much of an amazing feeling it was passing on watching season one until I passed on watching season two. Now I'm addicted. Now my new favorite thing is to talk so much about how I'm not going to watch it. Ah, here's to not watching season three of Too Hot to Handle. I'm also passing on Love is Blind because apparently there's a season two coming out and I don't care. Love is Blind after the altar did not care did not care like Cameron and you know homegirl I'm happy that you fell in love I'm happy that you are the you know influencer couple you know good for y'all you're doing amazing you're doing great things you guys you guys are very cute together but I am not watching another season of this I actually tried to watch Love is Blind and I actually liked it for a while but then everybody got on my nerves Listen, it was actually kind of okay. It was kind of okay. Like, I was kind of interested. I was intrigued a little bit. But when the short guy started complaining about being short, I was like, bro, please leave it on the field. Leave it on the bench. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no, because, like, I don't need to watch another show of conventionally attractive people sitting against the, in front of a wall, talking to each other, and you have to get engaged in, like, a week, and they get married in a month and have to stay together. Like, these shows are a scam. 
Like we, we have this 90 is a Day joke. Fiance. It exists. This 90 Day Fiance is amazing. We don't need this. I haven't, I haven't watched 98, 90 Day Fiance. I'm a little nervous to watch 90 Day Fiance. I'm not going to lie. It is like, the epitome of trash TV. Because I started watching Love After Lockup one time. <gasps> Babe. That show, wow. I'm convinced I... that they're going to make, that TLC is going to make a new series called Love After Lockdown. And you know exactly what the series is going to be about. You know exactly what the series is going to be about. That series is going to be so unhinged. It's going to be so unhinged and so horny and so terrible. I see. Look, like, if they don't, then I'm firing every executive producer at TLC because that moneymaker. People, was... the people who watch trash TV, mm-hmm. would die to watch that series. There are certain people at TLC that need to like talk to somebody. Some of the shows y'all be putting out, please. (laughs) Some of the shows y'all be putting out, I y'all need to talk to somebody about the Lord because oh, you need him, you need Jesus. Because some of these shows they're just a mess, it's just a hot mess. Also, last year was like the year of true crime, there were so many true crime documentaries coming out Mm -hmm. like every week, and I try to keep up with them, but I'm at some point I gotta stop. At some point, I gotta stop because. At some point, I'm going to leave my house, and I'm like, someone's going to take me. Someone's going to kidnap me. Someone's going to snatch me up. There's somebody out there. You're not someone that girl. Me. You're fine. The- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, screw you. Screw you. Okay. I'm just trying to be vigilant. Okay. I'm trying to be aware of my surroundings. But thank you. Thank you for- A big uh, Shut up. Gosh. Not as comforting as you thought it was, but okay. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to pass on that. I don't think I'm passing on anything else. Um, I am a little excited to see what's coming for us in the new year. I'm so excited. You know, I can't wait. I am thrilled. I cannot wait to see like all the good movies that are going to come out. All the, you know. I can't movies. wait to see all the bad movies. Oh my gosh. Aquaman 2 is coming out this year, don't, I think. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said bad movies. I said bad movies. I didn't say... I don't have a tear for that. You know what one movie it, I'm kind of excited to watch is coming out this year? What? It's going to surprise you. I'm excited to see Sonic. No, don't even, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> no, you aren't allowed to say that. You aren't allowed Wait. to, no, you aren't allowed to lampshade Wait. an amazing movie like that. I have watched, I watched the original Sonic in theaters at least five times. Mm. I've taken, I'm directly responsible for at least 15 different people seeing that movie because I took them. I drove mm. them. We went there. Sonic 2 is going to be the greatest movie of 2022. You cannot convince me otherwise. I am so excited for Ben Schwartz to give his due. I am going, I... Like, I am more excited for that. I'm going to say it. I'm more excited for that movie than I am for Multiple Versus Madness. I just said it. Oh, wow. Sonic 2 is giving already. I cannot wait. That trailer they put out, ooh. That trailer was amazing. That trailer mm-hmm. was immaculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though we yeah. all knew that um, Idris Elba was going to be in it, the way they introduced him, draw dropped. I was like, they're not going to do it in this trailer, are they? Like, we mm-hmm. all know he's in it. It's all been confirmed. But they aren't going to do it. And then they get at the very end. I was like. I cannot wait to see all of the secret furries just go into the theater and secret they're not to... secret anymore they're not secret i live with one of them i live with one of them <laughs> ah i can't wait to see it i i'm so excited i'm excited for y'all i'm excited for me i'm excited for ben schwartz too because mr john ralphio mm, he's been doing things you know what i mean mr john ralphio we see you yes we're proud we're proud king yes mm-hmm. yes let white comedians have their due except pete davidson he needs to go home bye
I'm tired of you. Really? Okay, so no. I'm tired of him in everything. But the drama? Never tired of the drama. Never tired of the drama. Pit, listen, the way that, like, I deep-dived into the dating scene of celebrity culture after I found out Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian might be dating, it has wrecked my mental health. Let me... <laughs> I... Listen, my the way that he has are gone. Wait a second. I can't say that. This is this is a child-friendly podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. The way we curse on this podcast all the time. Okay, you say the way that you have deep-dived into the dating scene has ruined your life, but the way that he has deep-dicked every female celebrity in Hollywood oh, has ruined their life. God. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. Let me, remember when I was talking about how I've watched too many TikTokers talk about celebrities? Yeah. Let me tell you a little story, okay? So, you watch Uncut Gems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Homegirl Julia Fox, right? Yeah. She's an actress. She's trying to find work. Uh, one day she goes on Instagram stories and she's complaining about her husband, who she has like I think one or two kids with, and he's like a private yacht, private jet pilot, whatever. And she goes on Instagram stories complaining that he's a bad man. He abuses her. He's mean. He's rude. He's horrible. He takes all her money. She has no money, right? And he responds and he's like, "She's not. That's not true. I don't know what's going on with her, but you know, best of luck to you, babes." Mm-hmm. Like. I wish you the best. So she gets in contact with somebody and they're like, oh, you need work. Okay, go on this yacht and just pretend to like snuggle up with some men and you can get some work done. Because that's what actresses do sometimes. They get on the yacht, they hang out with rich men, rich guys, you know, like Jeff Bezos, whomever, and then like start dating them and their name is in the news and they can get like casted and stuff. That's what happened with Amanda Bynes, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other story we can't yeah. get into right now. So she goes yachting she meets some people she meets kanye west kanye west is auditioning people to be his girlfriend yes auditioning people to be his girlfriend because he got divorced from kim kardashian and he wasn't allowed at his daughter's birthday party so he posted a video on twitter talking about he wasn't allowed to be his daughter's birthday party i digress the man's life is sad and pathetic now whatever we don't care he might need to go back to jesus at some point but you know we'll see how that goes anyways julia fox get photographed on a date with kanye west and then people suddenly know who she is Oh, you're on Uncut Gems. Oh, you're talking to Kanye. Oh my gosh. Wow. Can you come to this thing? Can you be a model of this? Can you do that? And now she's getting booked again and she's getting jobs again. And then there's a picture of her with her, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, and some white girl who's a model. I do not know. And essentially that's how like the celebrity dating scene works sometimes. You just mm-hmm. got to like know the right people, be in the right place, go to a certain party, wear a certain dress, meet a certain person, da 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 paparazzi, exactly. all that stuff. No, that makes perfect sense. I... I was like watching this TikTok talking about it and I was like, this is crazy. This is I like how is it really that crazy? So maybe just because I'm a lot more involved in the influencer world, but like that's like 101. Like your views are low, wow. you're gonna start dating someone. Dating someone. Like it's just what it, you it's just what you do. Especially if you're like more of like a lifestyle type person that like your content is all about like your life, all about what you're doing. Boyfriend type, girlfriend type. I don't care if they're real boyfriend. I don't care if they're your real girlfriend. There's some people who literally write contracts that we're going to pretend to date for like five months. We're going to have a messy breakup. Like they plan it out, like signing contracts, planning it out between management teams. Like it's just what you do. There are people who are spreading conspiracies that like Alex Weber is a plant. Axel, is that his name? You remember that boy? The white boy trying to get a Juilliard even though he can't well, I was just talking about this on a different podcast with oh one of my, my friends. Gosh. Yeah. He and he he succeeded. Did you see? Life will do he, literally anything except mm. for make a white man work. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. The amount of people you see on TikTok every single day pushing their music, 
pushing their small business, pushing their the fact that they're a beautiful person and they're smart and they're trying to make it and trying to get a career off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then this white boy just eh, he's a model now, babe. To. He's a model now. He looks like a horse. Yes, and he's a model now. <laughs> Modeling for what? Saddles, please, <laughs> please shut up. It, okay, <laughs> it really does. It really does. What it does? It really does. What it does? Um, I'm trying to hop in that bag. Also, I, I want to say, I want to say, like mm-hmm. this is this is old news. Like we act as if this is like new. This is like different. But mm-hmm. I, I feel the need to remind you that Michael Jackson married Elvis Presley's daughter. Yeah, that was all publicity. Every single one of it. You had two of the biggest stars in American history now connected like that. That was the first influencer relationship. Mm. And it's, uh, it's only gotten messier since. It's even worse with the internet because people love to just... Oh, they love you know, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it some... circles the money. The drama channels, the tea channels, the... Oh, it's, a circuit. it's a circle. We all get it. That reminds me of when Nikita Dragon hired a boyfriend and people kept calling her out for it and then she admitted to it. I was like, girl, yeah. keep that on the down low. Why would you admit to it? I hey, as long as, as long as the pictures are cute, it doesn't matter. I would lie. I would, li- I would, oh my gosh. Imagine admitting to hiring a boyfriend. It couldn't be me. It, could it sounds like the plot of three different Noah Centineo movies. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they were all bad. And they were all, well, I said no, something now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Hope I've been meaning to watch that. Wow. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, just a reminder, follow us on Instagram. You know, check us out on TikTok. I'm putting clips on our TikTok. So, you know, go check us out on there. Uh uh follow us on all our social media it'll be in the description and you know have a great night um blah 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 I Seek help. This so long. <laughs> <laughs> share the pod with your friends rate and review us on apple and spotify because you can review us on spotify now that's right and yes be sure to do that and you know uh that's about it so you know have a good day y'all love yeah. you bye guys bye